Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we're so glad you've joined us for the continuation of our series on the fruit of the Spirit. And if you missed our past shows in this series, then head on over to seeherelove.com to get all caught up. Well, today we're talking all about faithfulness, the faithfulness of God to us, and then what it takes to be faithful to Him on this crazy, difficult journey called life. And to help us figure it all out, I brought in the crew <laughs> to help us uncover and figure out about faithfulness. So welcome, Cheryl, Brooke, and Lisa. Thank you for having me. Amazing. And we have a lovely lady over there in the coral. <laughs> Welcome, Bev Hadlin. Welcome. I mean, you're here to really mentor us on all things. You know that. Well, having lived many decades <laughs> trusting God on faithfulness, hopefully I have something to share. Yeah. And Bev, you're currently now working as an ambassador to First Peoples Group in Canada. Yes. I get to travel all across the country wherever I'm invited. I just got another invitation to a community on the Alaska Highway. So we're going to go with a prayer team. Oh, excellent. And so it depends what's going on. I always listen to yeah. Holy Spirit and it's great. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm just really excited about this topic, ladies, on faithfulness. So when I say faithfulness... What first comes to mind immediately? The word faithfulness. Steadfastness for me, like consistency. Stead yeah, so consistency, a constant. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Brooke? Yeah, yeah, I think of like uh, loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loyalty. loyalty. Uh, intentionality, really being mm -hmm. uh, intentional in staying in that thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about for you, Bev? Eternal. Mm. Eternal. Yeah. It's good. Why do you think faithfulness is so hard? And when I say us, I could say yourself or in general society. Why is faithfulness something that, honestly, I would say that people don't really look to or really focus on. It's all about sort of like going to the next best thing in right. a way. But you're just saying things like loyalty, intentionality, constant. Those sound very counter to what society says are good things. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? I think it's a society that we live in because um, the pace of change is so fast and we've created a culture where there's a lot of convenience. You move on it from one trend to another and it's actually applauded. You've got to keep up with the latest thing. Mm -hmm. And when you see somebody who's been married for 70 years, it's such a precious rare thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think in generations beforehand, it was almost like, of course, we're married 50 years. Of course, this mm -hmm. is our 60th anniversary. Yeah. And I think that's where we kind of fall behind in the faith aspect as well because there's church hopping, there's the latest Christian trend and Mm. There's no deep rootedness, and that I think kind mm. of is part of a cultural issue as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of echo what you said. I think we live in a throwaway, a throwaway culture. Like, yeah. think about my shirt. You know, it's a cheap shirt. I probably won't wear it next season. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't owe my shirt to be faithful to it. But on a deeper scale, we, we are our marriages. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we have access to everything that we want. Uh, we can see other people's lives. We can dip our toes into so many things around us. And I think that because of that, like we, hmm, we're not held, um, we don't have to be faithful to things because what am I trying to say? There's, it's not even appreciated like before. Like that's that right. idea. Oh, well, maybe that's there's not right. accountability there's, in the yeah. way that they're used to. Yeah, be, there's yeah. so yeah. many things yeah. around us that people just jump. Like it's you not said, a value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not a value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I gotta agree with what uh, Lisa and Brooks said. I, I, what's really sad to me is that there's this very deep. It, the word seems light, but it's it's unsettled. Mm -hmm. That's the word that comes to me, to mind for me. But there's this deep un, unsettledness about us that no matter what we're in. 
it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, we think we're missing out mm -hmm. of something else, uh, that, that something is better, and we can't seem to be tethered to anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's sad because it, we teach this as a culture. If you're with this you know, partner, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, for X amount of years, what are you missing out on? What else is out yeah. there? Yeah, that's um, right. You know, yeah. um, how can you be in this church for so long? Like, there's so many new levels. And, and so there's, there's, it's almost like this um, being there too long is something that's now mm. deemed as yeah. uh, a wrong choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Thought, yeah. Our cultural DNA is all instant gratification yeah. and throw away, as you say. Mm. So where are people going to learn uh, that quality of faithfulness. We don't yeah. see it many yeah. times in our own families. Mm -hmm. We don't see it in the workplace. Yeah. We don't see it in relationships. Everything yeah. is instant. Yeah. Uh, and we seem to be addicted, not just to pleasure, but we're addicted to chaos. Yeah. And we don't know Ooh, quiet. Try to get some, I, I've taken 34 girls, teenagers into my home when I was single, and they didn't know how to be quiet, to listen mm -hmm. to the inner voice of God or even their own voice on what to do. They had to have constant noise because the silence was just threatening yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, those are, okay, those are unsettling thoughts because as we're looking at society and saying, we're having a, we're struggling with being faithful. Yeah. You know, not only faithful in our marriages, but in relationships with churches, with, with faithful to our values, to our beliefs, to our people, to our mm -hmm. families, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something, I, that's why I, I, that makes sense then why Paul mentions this as a fruit of the Spirit, you know, into the churches of Galatia. Because I think he's looking around and probably was looking at the same things we were. People were jumping everywhere. And he's like, actually, a fruit would be faithfulness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Bev, you know, we have you on because you have had a long tough and interesting journey in your own life. Yes. You are 70. Can I say that? Oh, Seven well, years sure, old? why not? Okay. And she looks good. And she, I'm sorry, but I have to say this because I think, I think it's important for us to hear the voice of uh, an older woman who has lived a faithful life. Mm. And so we really want to just learn from you and, and just maybe hear a bit of your story and talk about why you've remained faithful to God, even when it wasn't necessarily the life you wanted. Well, absolutely. And I just bring you up to 33 when I was engaged to be married to an activist who was part of the communist movement in Canada from a Muslim family. I was a feminist, rode a 750 motorcycle, was involved <laughs> in the environment and, you know, feminist rights. I was working at the University of Waterloo with a professor there on the environment, the three R's, recycle, reduce and reuse back in the late mm -hmm. 70s. And I wasn't interested in God at all. I was nine weeks away from being married. And a young girl at the University of Waterloo started praying for me because she was thinking, what? a radical girl get her saved in the kingdom and she'd be a doer not just a pew warmer and that's what happened uh, nine weeks before I was to be married I had an encounter with God this young girl Karen had challenged me on several occasions that there was a God and I remember the first time I was an agnostic not yet you can't be an atheist because you can't prove there is no God but I thought mm -hmm. if there is a God he doesn't care about me why should I care about him and I remember her saying to me that God loved me. And I said, really? He loves me? Where was he? And I went on when this happened in my family and rapes and uh, a foster home. I was in a foster home until I was two years of age. And I just went on and on and on. And she stood quietly mm. and she waited until I finished all this anger that came out of me and this frustration that I couldn't get at God, but I could get at her. And she said, God is in the same place that he was when they crucified his own son. And I didn't get on my knees right away, but that was a paradigm shift in suffering. Right. 
that the faithfulness of God is always there, Mm -hmm. but we don't see it because of our own pain. And I walked away on a journey of what is the meaning of my life then? And alone in my room, I took open a Bible that she had actually given me before she went back to university. She had worked for a restaurant where I was managing. And I said, God, if you're real, I'm getting married in nine weeks. Uh, I, if you're real, I need to know tonight, open the Bible, John 3, 16. I knew that scripture. You see that sports events, right? And I went, oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh God. yeah, the big banner yeah, that goes that's up, right. John 3, yeah. 16, right. But God, that's people yeah. born in Christian families, not me. Mm-hmm. I was born single mom, left in a home. God, can you love me? Yeah. Flip Jeremiah 1, 5, before yeah. I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. you were born, I consecrated you. And I said, God, I was an illegitimate child. We know what we get called. Even Jesus was called names. Right. Can you really love me? And then I said, God, I need to know that you really, really love me and you know me intimately because I don't like me because I'd had two abortions and had done everything wrong that I can imagine in the life of an individual. And I was in Matthew 10, 29. It says, look at the sparrows. They're not worth much, but not one sparrow falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. So with those truths, I want to kind of fast forward because we want to get, so with those truths, you decide to follow follow Jesus, you end your engagement. Well, he told He ended. He's like, you're a Christian, now go. Yeah, I said, I'm following Jesus. So from that point then, Bev, in the faithfulness, because you've got all this baggage stuff from your past. Yes. You've got a a, a life ahead where you you essentially are single Mm -hmm. for the next 25 years of your life. How, like for a lot of women, they'd be like, uh, this whole faithfulness thing, first of all, I would definitely (laughs) have sex. And second of all, I don't know if I'd stay with God. Yeah, Yeah, what? Now, if someone had said to me, Bev, I'm going to speak prophetically over you. You're not having sex for the next 25 years. I don't know, honestly, that I could have done that. So let's be fair. Yeah, here. yeah, for sure. But I figured, oh, two years, you know, I'll hang on to my yeah, hormones. God will have another man. Uh, I wrote a book on singleness because I thought, I got to figure this out. Yeah. If I'm struggling at 33, hanging on to my hormones and sexuality and boundaries, what are the boundaries? How far is too far? Yeah. Is outer course okay? Can we do these things? Can you <laughs> yeah. kiss? Can you that? Yeah. And um, if I'm having trouble, teenagers, certainly, are. And so that's how it started this whole work, working with young people, mm-hmm. taking in girls and that journey. And, you know, one year leads to another, to another. I kept counseling, yeah. going through all the abuse I've been think, through. Bev, do you think it's busyness? Like speaking to this, do you think it was focused on um, a cause that helped you, you know, whether it's being faithful to being celibate, but just being faithful to in your relationship with God? What, what's the key there? Uh, well, having life? a purpose obviously really helps knowing that God had a plan for my life and has a plan for each of our lives. There's a book in heaven. And if we would let God open that book and release God to move us in that mm-hmm. path, we will never be disappointed. That's yeah. the faithfulness of God, the yeah. plans he has for us, a purpose and a plan, good plans, a hope. And when you trust God with that, he has never disappointed. Yeah, Not saying sure. I haven't yeah. had nights of crying and yeah. I don't understand what you're doing, but yeah. mm-hmm. he is faithful. And that, at the end of the day, I'd say, okay, God, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hanging in there. And yeah, you're right. always, <laughs> always, always come yeah, through. Yeah, the faithfulness of God, it gives us hope to yes. keep going, right? Because yes. we know that like, he never fails us. Yes. He hasn't yet. He yeah. won't tomorrow. He won't yeah. the next day, yeah. right? It's like that hope we can hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like 20 second reality. If we truly can understand and grasp the, the reality that God has his best reserve for us yeah. mm-hmm. and that every choice that we allow him to choose is the best choice for us, yeah. then we won't look for anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. We are looking because we doubt that it is the best choice. And then it makes sense, Cheryl, to then remain faithful to that. If we know that God has the best for us, wouldn't you be faithful be to settled, him and, and, and settled for that? that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key. That's the key. 
I really think that's the key. Sometimes, though, like even when you know it in your head, you've got all the theology, all the doctrine down, you know revelation, you're like, Jesus is going to come back in the moment. It's hard to be faithful in whatever spiritual dimension or dynamic that you're in. And that's where I hear Paul's plea to God to take away the thorn in his side. And the answer is, my grace is sufficient for you yes. today. And so sometimes it's not always projecting to the future. It's, I just got to get through today. Mm -hmm. And God is faithful yeah. today. And we'll see him be faithful tomorrow. But today, I just got to understand that he's here and one moment at a time. And faithfulness mm -hmm. is one of those odd things that are only built up after time. Yeah. You yeah. give up. It's like you're not going to experience God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also kind of, hopefully, that's an encouragement to yeah. people to continue persevering because yeah. then you'll see God's faithfulness. Absolutely. And it's one day at a time, like the alcoholic who, yeah. who walks away from addiction and every day, they take it one day at a time. God only gives us the faith for one day. We need to live in the moment. And as each moment passes, we can look yeah. back and go, wow. That's 25 That's awesome. years. That is great <laughs> advice. One, one day at a time. I yeah. really like that because sometimes we can overwhelm ourselves by saying it's a huge thing. Yes. But if you actually say one day, one moment, one minute at a time, I can do this. Yes. I can be faithful. Amazing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Bev, for sharing your story and thoughts and advice with us. And I know that we will take them and, and learn from them. And I love that one day at a time. Well, let's go now to co-host Joanna. She shares her thoughts about faithfulness found in Psalm 105. If you've grown up in church, you probably have a favorite song. And, and probably you might also have a favorite hymn, depending on the era that you grew up in church. Uh, the favorite hymn that I have is Great Is Thy Faithfulness. It's one that actually always reminds me of my grandfather and the funeral that we had for him when he died many years ago. And this song in some ways makes me feel connected to the Lord, but also to my family and the story of God's faithfulness to me over generations in my life. The, the book of Psalms talks a lot about the songs we sing. It, it is literally a book of songs about how good God is and the struggles of humanity. And, and it says in Psalm 100, this is a song of praise to God. And in Psalm 100 verse five, it says, for the Lord is good, his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And I love this, the faithfulness of God, generation after generation. I know that's the story of, of me and my family. Maybe you're the first generation of Christians in your family and you're gonna see the faithfulness of God for the generations after you, whether that's your children or the, or the people that you affect as a spiritual mom and dad and aunt and uncle to others in your own faith community. That's the kind of faithfulness that God has, that it passes from one to the next. And so the faithfulness, that's the fruit of the spirit welling up out of us, is this kind of faithfulness, the faithfulness that endures long past circumstances or situations in our life. Because faith it's not a feeling. Faith is a person. It is Jesus Christ, the one we put our trust in. Who do you put your trust in today? Who is the one that has been faithful to you? It's the Lord. But do you, do you trust him? Do you know him? Do you serve him? Are you faithful to him? He is so faithful to us. Remember today his goodness to you, his mercy to you, his compassion to you. And in return, would you pray that faithfulness to him and to his church would well up in you for many generations. 
Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Thanks, Joanna, for your good words in the good word. Okay, well, let's talk about the Psalms, the verse that Joanna had had talked about. Why don't you share, Lisa, from the Bible? Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen. Wow. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. So let's start, I mean, you could even go backwards Mm -hmm. about that His faithfulness continues Mm -hmm. to the next generation, the next. Uh, that, that just makes my heart well up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop at one generation, the favored generation. It doesn't stop at the baby boomers or Gen X or even millennials or Gen Z, Z that are coming. It's yeah. gonna continue for generation to generation. Mm-hmm. I, I know I can't, look, I look forward to this conversation because I just feel it's gonna be so rich, but I just feel like, uh, I just feel prompted to tell someone that God's faithfulness is not relegated to age. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like you are here for a divine purpose, mm-hmm. uh, for a demographic that feels like God is no longer faithful to them. Mm. Uh, opportunities, moments, connections, platforms, ministry are diminishing because they are coming into a certain season of their lives, mm-hmm. and God is equally as faithful and equally as um, um, moving on your behalf and opening doors. And there's still so much more. Cheryl, what would you say, like, how can we as women be faithful to those that are from an older generation? Because I think you're right. I think there is this this love of, and again, young people. So and But Jesus. what what can we do I to honor? I am so glad you asked okay. me. I've been bursting at this for about <laughs> half an hour, just based on conversations we were having even before our show. Um, I come from a culture, and, and, and I'm just using it as a touch point. So I come from a culture, and I think Lisa and I share this as well. We share sort of the same thoughts, Mm -hmm. where um, those that are elderly and have reached a certain season and age and stage, we honor them. They are literally a position of honor in our culture. Mm -hmm. So um, how we uh, treat them, how we take care of them, they live with us. We consider them wise elders. Mm -hmm. When they speak, it has weight gravitas mm-hmm. it's it's it you know it's we gather around their feet it's um not every culture uh sees elders in that mm-hmm. in that way and i feel like sometimes there's the clash and so i encourage people one of the things very simply is mm-hmm. honor right yeah. honoring the gift the ministry the anointing the wisdom yeah. the journey mm. uh the lessons honoring what they carry yeah that's good if we can understand that then we can position ourselves for mentorship but we can't do that unless we honor those yeah. and what they're saying Bev, does that resonate yeah. with you what oh. you say well very much the sad thing is for a lot of families mine included and as i travel right across the country you look at how many seniors residents we have and people wandering around they call it what the what god's waiting room now and feeling neglected or no purpose anymore, Mm. no visits from family anymore, Mm. and relegated to the back room. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of the DNA of families. Um, They Mm -hmm. are very much alone and not feeling 
that God has a purpose for them anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's very sad. So God bless your culture and those that hold on to those mm -hmm. things that are very, very beautiful yeah. and, and hold on to that legacy because yeah. it is wonderful. But the, the reality verse, is yeah. half of them, probably half of the yeah. families are not living that yeah. way. The verse for you, Bev, when you hear that verse of God's unfailing love to generation to generation and thinking of your life, what does that mean to you? Well, for me, I know that it doesn't matter what I do, yeah. that God loves me. Mm -hmm. that he's faithful to me, no matter whether I'm faithful back to him. <laughs> but when I'm faithful to him, there's constant blessings in it. I mean, you know, maybe I'm a little bit selfish here, but mm -hmm. the more faithful I am to God, he just always surpasses anything mm -hmm. I could ever imagine. Yeah. You can't outgive God. And so I'm always pleasantly surprised. Even I thought at 65, I was going to go to university and get a PhD and just bother professors <laughs> and because they're so liberal and not Christian. And I thought this would be a great opportunity because I don't care if I get a, deg a degree. I don't care if you pass me. Mm. And God said, I have another plan for you. Mm. So put away what you were doing all these years, but I'm taking you to a new area. Mm. And this is with the indigenous people and they love elders. Yes. And yeah. I'm female and I'm, uh, I am invited into these communities oh. and the doors are open and God is pouring his wisdom and his anointing. I go mm. and God shows signs and wonders. People are healed. There's uh, repentance. And healing, it's beautiful, beautiful. I'm going, God, this is incredible. I'm yeah. having more fun now than I did when <laughs> yeah. I was 50. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I and I just want to say, uh, women that are my age uh, really look up to women that are, are your age. I mean, you've gone before me. And yeah, I honor you for well, paving you. the yeah. way for, for And we love you. Age. And our responsibility is to leave a legacy. We have a responsibility. I'm in the trenches with you. So as I'm pouring out the wisdom, we're on the front lines with you. you we don't want you to make all the mistakes we made. Yeah. We yeah. made them. Learn vicariously <laughs> from us. Yeah, I think, and I think that's important. We all need to be yeah. together, yes. working together for the purposes. Yeah. Lisa, your thoughts, because I know you're bursting yeah. to talk about what does this well, verse mean? One of, the, one of the ways that God presents himself is a God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He's a generational God, and that's the way he's always moved because nobody lives Which forever. are people from the Bible. Yeah, they're the great the patriarchs, stories, yes. and they're yeah. the son. Isaac is the son of Abraham. Jacob yes. is the son of Isaac. Yeah. And the way he moves down to generations, and I love what we were talking about here because when we divorce ourselves demographically or in age brackets, we cut ourselves off from the blessings from the previous generation. And the Bible also tells us on numerous occasions in Psalms and Deuteronomy, pass it down to your to the, your descendants, and that's the role of the older generation to pass the this God who has been so faithful for the years you weren't alive, he was faithful. <laughs> so when you hit a brick wall and you t you are tempted to give up, you remember what I'm telling you, that he pushed us through um, right. this difficult time. He yeah. delivered us from Egypt, which was a great Exodus story with Moses yeah. and that delivery from slavery. He does these things. He did in my lifetime. You'll yeah. see him work in yours. And I yes. think that's really important. I mean, especially being a storyteller, it's important to hear the stories of generation to generation, to hear about the faithfulness of God mm -hmm. and the faithfulness of others who've gone before us, who have really paved the way. Yeah. I mean, I hope as I get older, there'll be young women to say, Melinda, in your faithfulness to God, yeah. even when you totally could have gone on a totally different direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You remain faithful to his purposes and what he had planned and was best for you. And I hope in my legacy, that's what I will leave. And I think that's the part of faithfulness. I think that's why it's a fruit mm -hmm. of the and spirit. It, and it ignites us because he's the same God. Yes. Right. Yep. That's, yeah. And that's That's what it part. says. Yeah. Right. Read that one more time, Lisa, the verse. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Yeah. So good. So good. I, 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 I love yeah. this verse as a call mm -hmm. to worship before mm -hmm. I lead worship. Yeah. It's just a reminder 
reminder as to why we lift our voices and our hearts and mm -hmm. sing mm -hmm. and give God all of the glory so that he good, deserves right. because he is faithful yes. and he is good and his love mm -hmm. is steadfast and enduring. Oh, oh you just want to be like, yes. And then <laughs> I, and, worship. Yeah, but then anytime somebody asks me like, Melinda, why are you a Christian or why are you a follower of Jesus? It's this, exactly. he is faithful to me yeah. and he's been faithful to generations. And I've seen it in my parents who were missionaries. I've seen it in people around me and I'm like, I've seen the faithfulness of God manifested. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Bev, thank you for the good work you're doing, really. Like I, it's just part of the story and, and sisterhood. I really love that. Well, it's an honor and a privilege. <laughs> I absolutely love what I do. So, and God bless you all because you're all doing what you're called to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great being together. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you, ladies. Great thoughts. Well, now let's hear from Sheila Walsh, TV host, speaker, and author, as she shares what faithfulness means to her. We've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit. What happens in your life and my life when we stay connected to God? You know, God is not interested in religion. God is interested in relationship. And the fruit that we're looking at today is perhaps one of my favorites faithfulness. Let me just be honest with you. I gave my life to Christ when I was 11. I am now 62. Think of all of those years of the faithfulness of God. I think of all the times I fell down, but the faithfulness of God picked me up again. I think of all the times when the night seemed so dark that dawn would never break and the faithfulness of God. And because of His faithfulness, to you and I, then we are called to be faithful to Him. Let me share with you what my life verse is now for the rest of my life. And it's found in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Faithfulness sometimes simply means taking that next step. When you're tired, when you're fed up, when you feel as if God's not answering your prayers the way you hoped He would or prayed you would. But is there something in you that could rise up and say, God, you have been faithful to me. I look back at situations now and at the time I couldn't see your hand, but now I see your hand all over it. And that gives us the courage. So I just want to say, as your older sister in the Lord, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. I know some nights seem very long, but there will never be a moment when you are left alone. God is faithful. And because of that, it is our joy to say, Lord, today and for the rest of my life, I'm going to be faithful in this walk with you. Well, thank you, Sheila Walsh, for your thoughts on faithfulness. Well, we have a few minutes left to share our takeaways of what we've learned on the show on faithfulness. Mm. Bev, your thoughts? Never give up <laughs> yes. and try to challenge God that he's unfaithful. Don't you be the one. <laughs> you be faithful and say, God, I've been faithful to the end and he will never disappoint you. Amen. Wow, great, <laughs> terrific. I wanna tell someone and encourage them today that the move of God has not passed you. The move of God is ever present and unchanging. Yeah. Step into the move, yeah. step That's into right. it, it's there. That's great. Yeah, yeah Bev, I love it when you said, God's faithfulness uh, isn't dependent on your faithfulness. Um, I can make, I mean, there's many times in my life where like I did not deserve to see mm. God in something, but. Yeah. 
he was there, like, because yeah. he is faithful. Yeah. So yeah, whatever we do isn't dependent on what he does. He is faithful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's very biblical, um, Brooke. It says here in the Bible, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for <laughs> yeah. he cannot deny who he is. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I want to go back to the first word that Bev said when she said <laughs> eternal. So for all those people who are struggling through a tough moment right now, and they're like, okay, how am I supposed to be faithful? This too shall pass. Yeah. Everything, the circumstances, the situation, this too shall pass. God won't. So now you've got to choose where you're going to put your eggs. <laughs> like where are you going to put your eggs, which yeah. basket yeah. you're going to put them into. I would say my takeaway from listening to all of your great thoughts, I love that idea of it's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Right? So every morning you wake up, don't get overwhelmed by everything else. But one day just say, God, I'm faithful today to you. I know you'll be faithful to me. What do you need me to do yeah. now? Mm. Um, and, you know, like I've said, I can get overwhelmed by all the bigness of life and the worries and, and the difficulties. But when you just take that one day at a time, you can actually do it. One of my favorite sayings is today is not your forever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, because with God being faithful to you, I've seen in my own life, I can get through it. Yeah. And I'm here today, yeah. you know, yeah. as proof of that. So I have morning by morning, mm -hmm. new mercies, I see that. Amen. Great is I faithful. Yeah. going through my head now. Yeah, every morning. Morning by morning. Every new morning. mercies, I see. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your takeaways, Bev. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> so it was fun. so much fun hanging out with you. So yeah. thank you so much. And we honor you today thank you. as well. Thank yeah. you. And to you, our viewers and listeners, faithfulness, one of the fruit of the Spirit, being constant, loyal, dependable, and full of devotion. I want to be this kind of person, and we hope that you do too, especially after listening to our conversation today. So for more on faithfulness, head on over to seeherelove.com for our blogs and vlogs, and all our past shows from the series are all there. Thanks for joining our conversation, and know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by our faithful, faithful God. Bye-bye. See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit SeeHearLove.com and click the Donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.